Mason, uh, seeing you go out there hurdling defenders, it almost feels like you're going out for the track team and this is your audition. Um, can you just talk about that mindset that you have when, when you're, you know, approaching these defenders? I mean, is, is, is it just something that's innate that leads you to try and hurdle them? Or, I mean, is it something that's developed in your game over time? Um, so growing up, I was kind of like sort of a bigger kid. So a lot of the um, second level guys, they go on my ankles. So they just dive down and I'd go try to run them over. And I usually just tackle myself. That's what ends up happening. So, I mean, over time, I've just learned to hurdle and um, uh, just just like just add another thing to my game. And so, so a lot of people just think I can just run over people. But I mean, I just I just keep adding things to my game and hopefully I can add more. Mason, right, I wanted ahead. to ask about the. Uh, I wanted to ask about you recognizing your mom. Saw the photo of that and and having that on your shirt. What what did that mean to you? And and just to be able to, to honor her like you did. Um, I mean, everything I do is to um, is to make her more proud. And I know she's proud of me. And um, I know my family. Uh, they they love seeing it. And I. Um, I mean, it just means the world to me. Like every time, I don't know if anyone notices, but like after every touchdown, I usually like pound my chest and point to the sky. That's for my mom. Um, and everything I do is for my family. Like when I write it on my arm, uh, a lot of people didn't know about it. Um, I mean, everything I do is for her. I also wanted to ask on that fourth and short by the goal line when you got stuffed, we saw that you weren't very happy on the sideline, really fired up. What was going through your mind? What were you saying? You know, what, what was kind of the, the, the process there? Because you guys needed to get fired up at that point. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to bring any juice that I can, try to hype up the defense. Um, just, just I wish that the TV didn't show it when I was uh, saying a few things. But um, I would just say, like, I just tried to bring juice. Like, anyway, we just needed something. We needed, um, we needed something to happen. That was a big play, and unfortunately we got stopped. But I just tried to bring juice and – just keep our own heads up. All right, Jeff Call and then Mitch Harper. So Mason, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about uh, your mom and the impact that she's made on you in your life. Uh, yeah, so just growing up, uh, uh, it was a pretty normal life. And then um, just when I was almost nine years old, she passed away from cancer. I think she had it for a couple of years. Um, so she's, she's been out of my life for a while, but, um, she's definitely like been in, inside with me for a while. Um, um, she's made me who I am today. Um, the trials that I've been through is, um, made me stronger and just everything I do is for her. And, um, I know she's with me each and every day and I, um, like to live life that way. What kind of reaction have you gotten since uh, Friday night, uh, with people seeing that shirt and that tribute? Just whether in person or on social media or whatever, what, what's that been like, the reaction you've gotten? Um, the reaction's been awesome. Um, I didn't know, like I had no intentions of it blowing up, but it kind of blew up. Um, I would say like a lot of people didn't know my story and didn't know why I wrote mom on my arm, but it definitely got the message out there. I just asked Kalani, I was just, I texted him before the game. I said, is this okay to do um, just to get the message out there? Because a lot of people didn't know why I put mom on my arm. But I just wanted to re represent her, and um, um, it was cool doing it. Mason, when you were coming out of high school, you, you picked BYU as a preferred walk-on. Uh, 
what what made you choose BYU over some of the other schools that maybe showed interest to, in, in you uh, coming out of high school? Um, I would just say the recruiting process and um, Coach Clark, uh, Coach Stewart, who's now at um, Arizona, and of course Kalani. They just I don't know if it's legal, but they would text me like nonstop. Same with Coach Grimes. They would just text me a whole lot, um, uh, just keeping in touch with me. And, I mean, they just they just told me that I have a chance to go out and play as a freshman, and I trusted them. And I took a chance on myself and starting to pan out. What does it say about uh, this coaching staff and the program that those promises they gave you as a walk-on, that they, gave, they, they were upheld and that everyone in the program, walk-on, scholarship player, you got the chance to – to play on the field regardless of your status yeah i mean they just treat everyone um the same either walk on preferred walk on scholarship they just i mean kalani doesn't he told us um the other week that he doesn't tell anyone that who's put on scholarship after they've been a walk on so because like they don't want them to be viewed differently i just say i respect that so much um that means like because no one's treated differently um if you're if you're good enough to play you'll get on the field and play are you going to get a scholarship soon i hope so Got to talk to Kalani. I hope so, though. It'd help. Okay, let's go Jake and then Alex. Mason, I wanted to ask you about the tight end group. I know you're officially a fullback slash tight end, but we see in a lot of those tight end sets. When you guys lost Matt Bushman, we talked to the coaches, and they said it was going to be a mixture of you, Isaac Rex, Carter Wheat, and Lane Lunt. They're going to have to fill in the role. How do you feel like you guys have done filling those shoes that Matt left? Um, I don't think anyone can fill the shoes of Matt Bushman. That dude's uh, – he's one of the greatest here. And, I mean, he's just such a good dude. And I'd say – I'd just say the thing that we did the most is just being ourselves. Like, we don't need to go out and be a hero. We don't need to um, be a superstar. We just need to be us. And as long as we do that, we'll, we'll be, we knew we'd be successful. But, I mean, Matt Bushman will go down as one of the greats here. And we just need to be us. And then I also wanted to ask you, in, in this offense, your role is so multifaceted that I think a lot of people are intrigued by how you're able to master all those different roles. How have you gone about doing that? Um, I mean, just getting here, I just – I mean, I told the coaches, I was like, I don't, I don't even want the ball. I just want to get on the field. I'll block. I, I, just, I, just want, I just want to get on the field. So, I mean, I think they took that to heart, and they um, just using me, like special teams, anything. I just – I didn't care what it was. I just wanted to get on the field, and it's starting to show um, all the things I could do. But, I mean, shout out to all the coaches. I, I, like, like I said, I just, I just wanted to get on the field and show what I could do. The other day, um, Dax kind of said that having fans in that Houston game helped fuel you guys to make that comeback late. On the field, did you feel that as well? And do you think that maybe having fans at home is going to sort of help do the same thing for you guys, give you that little extra edge? I think definitely. Fans definitely play a huge part of how we play. Um, having a lot of those BYU fans, even Houston fans, like whenever we travel and we're away and uh, we have a ton of BYU fans, uh, even when there's like just like the opponent's fans, that just fuels me inside. I don't know about the other players, but I mean, just that energy it creates and um, it definitely like brings your game to another level. But um, we've definitely, we've, we've played good without fans, but I think it'll help a lot playing with fans. Okay, let's go Shep and then Hunter. Mason, the way that you're being used in the offense is just another example of the number of weapons that the offense has at its disposal. How would you describe this offense in general 
but then also just what this offense is capable of with so many guys that can make plays? Um, yeah, I'd say um, we're a wide zone team that uh, in the run game and then passing, we could just do pretty much whatever we want and having those weapons like Dax, Gunner, and all those other receivers and especially having Zach and his leadership. Um, I just say uh, like we're just a very complex offense and we can like we, we run I don't remember what Grimes said, but he said, like, we run few plays a million different ways. And just having that, um, just being able to, like, read a defense and, and, like, just having to roll with it and make these play calls. And I just think, like, having all these these leaders, I think the, the leaders definitely are a reason why the offense is, is going the way it's going and our coaching staff, but definitely the leaders having the big impact. Jason, you exploded onto the scene this season in the last few weeks. You know, your Twitter following has blown up. You know, BYU fans are renaming their Twitter accounts to your name and stuff like that, even getting attention from national people. PFT commenter I saw uh, tweeted about you. Just I'm wondering what have the last few weeks been like, you know, on social media, on campus, within the locker room, uh, just kind of bursting onto the scene here. Oh, I mean, it's definitely cool, but like Coach Mateo says, like, we don't want to drink the poison. It's really cool to be acknowledged on, on social media and all that, but right now we're just focused on uh, what we have ahead, um, Texas State, and uh, it's definitely cool uh, um, getting that attention, but uh, we got to go week by week and don't drink the poison. All right, last two questions, Jay and Sean. Yeah, Mason, uh, everybody talks about kind of the new normal in the pandemic uh, and how the players are reacting. Is that the pandemic still omnipotent in your daily uh, routine, or is it almost a case where you guys kind of forgotten there's even a pandemic going on? Um, I would say outside of football, uh, we definitely have to take precautions of what we do and what we sacrifice so that we can have this uh, season keep going. But, I mean, like, as far as, like, football games and, like, practices, I, I, I mean, it just feels normal. And, like, um, we adapted, and it honestly feels pretty good. Like, um, we don't have a lot of those distractions at practice and none of that other stuff. But, I mean, like, out in the field when there's no fans, there's no anything because of the pandemic. I mean, it's just football, and that's just – uh, what a lot of the guys like to do, and um, it's been really fun. Yeah, Mason, sorry, my uh, my internet's a little little in and out here. Um, I feel kind of bad asking this question after that really good uh, response on just big picture issues and whatever, but I want to get super granular on kind of your, your blocking because as a fullback, you are sort of a, a kind of a block first running back, I guess, for lack of a better term. Is that something that you take pride in? It's just, you, you know, you've been getting all of, all of these social media hits for hurdling guys and running the ball, but do you take pride in just being able to like lay out the perfect block and kind of set guys up and protect Zach in the pocket and that kind of thing too? Yeah, I'd say definitely. Um, that's why I'm here is um, um, just to hit people hard and just, just block um, and all the other that falls into place, but like for blocking and catching the ball, I get way more joy out of blocking and pancaking someone than and blocking from one of my dudes than uh, catching a ball. But I'd say like just whatever I do, I'm just trying to bring energy to the team and just um, yeah, just bring energy.